Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Homecasts. My name is Reef, and I've been so excited to release this episode. So thank you for tuning in today. What we're going to talk about means so much to me personally. I hold it dearest to my heart. The ocean. In fact, so dear that the moment I released episode 3, I went straight back to my drawing board, supposedly to start a mind map for episode 4 already, but when I sat there to write, I was just blank. And believe it or not, this went on for 5 days straight. Why that was happening, I'm not exactly sure, but I was sure of what was happening. I couldn't talk about the one thing I just love talking about. So that's weird. I was stuck. Now, I'm not saying you have to love the ocean as much as I do just to understand what just happened back there. But I'm certain you'll understand this. How it feels to get stuck trying to describe something that you think is beyond any description you could think of. It's awfully frustrating. But at the same time, straight up amazing. Because it's at that point that you realize that whatever you come up with, you can't take away the fact that it'll be much more personal rather than the educational facts and action points people need to hear. Like how I take myself back to just being deep underwater, isolating my senses, the sound of being underwater. Not too silent, not too noisy either. The water that hugs every part of me and the pressure of that hug, my blurred sight unto the darkness, feeling so afraid, afraid of the unknown, but at the same time being okay with it, being okay with the fear. And there's peace in that. You enter a state wherein, for a brief moment, you actually forget the fact that you have to breathe. <sighs> yeah, something like that. I could fill this podcast with just those personal experiences, but I realized, you know what? I just have to be honest. Just listen to that voice inside you that says, just write. You got the research. You got the heart. So just write. And so I did. And at that moment, I was just in a state of flow, completely removing the pressure I put upon myself to create something perfect. So here is episode four, and I hope you like it. I've... <laughs> I've carefully selected only a few of the many things that the ocean has and does, mostly generalized too. So anyway, I just want you to know that you can trust me and the knowledge I'll provide you with, not just because of how much I've told you about my love for the ocean, but also because of my dedication to keep enjoying a healthy ocean and thus a healthy planet has led me to the right people to converse and collaborate with, the right materials to use and learn from. Okay, now, it's been two weeks, and this is the fourth episode down. I'll be slowing down a bit, releasing one podcast a week, because very soon, it won't be just me talking through this mic. I've been inviting professionals and people in specific fields to give us some pretty cool insights and lay out the action points you can adapt for your weeks as well. Remember, this podcast is to help you know how easy it is to contribute to the environment, that you don't have to have a career on it to start being part of the solution. What we want is a healthier planet, and we just got to know how we can pitch in. If you want to learn more about where and how to start, I talked more about this on episode two.
That said, I hope you like what you've been hearing in this podcast so far. If so, please do check out my Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash keep tomorrow existing. I make gardening and guided breathwork videos that I don't release anywhere else. Also, bonus podcasts that's made on a way more community standpoint and answering questions and more. The best part is you can get your name listed on a coral we'll plant once the dream is already up for operation. I want to do this full time and I see Patreon to be the best channel for that. My lowest tier is at the cost of just a cup of 7-Eleven coffee a week and I'll guarantee it'll go far. You can bet I'll be transparent too. Not only will it keep me alive and well but also help execute the environmental projects my org home cooks up together with cool partners like Seasoned. Today, I have five patrons and that's Rain, Carlene, Casey, Roland, and Edgar. Shout out to those guys. So yeah, if you find some value in Homecasts and the things I do, please do check out patreon.com slash keep tomorrow existing. Now, let me start by stating our episode title, One World Ocean. Notice how we humans like to label one thing into many others. Oceans, seas, continents, countries, culture, race, color, emotions, gender, social standing, and many more. While this isn't necessarily about if it's right or wrong to put labels on things, I argue that it is always necessary to look at one thing as is, at its true essence, undivided. In our case, it's humankind. No matter how many labels you possess, you are at your core a human being. And right now, this coronavirus has slapped that truth right at us. And really, that's not how we want to be reminded. And there goes nature, which we also label to be and have many things. But undoubtedly, it's just one marble floating somewhere in space. It just so happened that there is life here. We are here. And the earth we all walk on is the only planet we know that can sustain life. The only planet that has an interconnectivity that allows everything that needs to breathe, breathe. Everything that wants to grow, grows. And everything that wants to exist, exists. Let's try something here. I want you to pause this podcast and resume it right after you hold your breath for as long as you can. And yes, go. Please do record your time. If you're piloting a vehicle, please do not do this. We don't want naturally high dudes crashing down. All right. Ready? Full inhale. Hold, then pause this podcast. Okay. Quick breath in and let it go. Quick breath in. Let it go. Quick breath in. Let it go. Last one. And then relax. Now here's the thing. No matter what we do, we cannot unplug ourselves from the sustenance of our home. Simply put, we need our home. We cannot leave. If we do so, that'll cost a global fortune, including many lives. And just like how it is with the coronavirus, no one is immune. Everyone is vulnerable. That said, the oneness we have to achieve as humankind is what will save us. And if you think about it, 
It doesn't have to take us a thousand more years to have everyone decide that we shouldn't destroy our own world. Instead, work together to save it. Now, as cliche as that sounds, it really is the simple answer we need. It's what we should go back to when we're talking healthcare, sustainability, economy, rights, and more. That goes to show the beauty of science, the only program that completely seeks the truth, no matter the labels we tag onto ourselves. This pandemic has pushed our leaders to talk, quote-unquote, better way of living, or else we'll keep shortening the intervals in which the next viruses arrive, shortening the rhythm of climate, resulting to more extremities we have to deal with. The good thing about this is that more and more people, especially national leaders, realize that all the help we need, Earth has always been providing. Infinite amount of energy, shelter, food, transportation, even culture. We just need to keep creating ways to tap these natural resources without the cost of tomorrow. And that's what sustainability is all about. And that's exactly why it's important to master making science our global language. Before we dive into the oceans, it's important for everyone to know what sustainability means. Sustainability basically means intergenerational justice. Three centuries ago, German mining administrator Hans Karlowitz said that the current generation should not live at the expense of future ones. Now, what does that mean? That means sustainability is ethics, a realistic utopia we can all reach by working together as citizens plus political will for our sake and for the future. Now, for sustainability to be achieved, we need to establish three pillars, environment, social, and economic. Achieving the balance of these three pillars shall secure a healthy continuing world. To branch it out a bit, the environment concerns itself to air quality, climate, and biodiversity. And for economics, GDP, rates, costs, and profit. For social, that's health, equality, and community spirit. Maybe all of these together may sound huge, but we're actually on our way there. And heck, it's supposed to be challenging. That's how you know you truly earn something. So we need to attain this balance. And our leaders need to hear how much we pay attention to sustainability. Starting from these pillars, balance these guys like yin and yang, but with a third buddy. It's a trifecta. Now, the ocean. (sighs) The ocean. Let's zoom out for a moment and be astronauts. Out in space is exactly the place wherein when you take a look back home, you will understand why aliens love us so much. Our planet is a tiny blue speck, but bursting with life and magic water. Now come closer and watch it revolve. Its behavior. The things ever-changing, moving. Now watch it further, just a few more moments, until you can call it night. And those lights, each one is a proof that someone said, let's live here. And after one revolution, you can say it's all pretty much ocean. We are a blue planet. Did you know that the Earth used to be completely ocean? 
That was a very, very long time ago, though. Now, it approximately covers 71% of our planet, one huge continuous body of salt water enveloping our continents and having its own massive conveyor belt, providing 170 billion pounds of food every year, where billions of people depend on it for livelihood. An economy that's worth over $10 trillion. 90% of our global trade happens here. 90% of our telecommunications, including your Wi-Fi that you're using right now, lies deep down through sea cables. 90% of volcanic activity happen underwater. So yes, Ariel knows how to party hard. Much of who we are, what we have, and what we do are based on our one world ocean. The best thing about it is that it saves us every single day. Apparently, the ocean absorbs 93% of the Earth's heat. If it weren't for our ocean, our temperature would be 50 degrees Celsius on average. You will be fried before you get to turn your AC switch on. Now take a breath. More than half of the oxygen we breathe come from the ocean. And it starts with the little guys. First of two things I'll mention, diatoms. They look like Mentos candy, but scaled down four times thinner than human hair. Wherever there's salt water, you can bet there are diatoms. There are trillions of them in every ocean. They eat nutrients, create shells, and multiply create oxygen, and die with their carcasses as perfect fertilizer. Diatoms are the secret to oxygen production. Think about that. Microscopic creatures responsible for 20% of global carbon fixation, giving you the air you breathe. Check that out. Second, our underwater forests, coral reefs. Coral reefs occupy only 0.1% of the Earth's surface, yet 25% of all marine life call it home. They protect us from storms, erosion, and gigantic waves, absorbing up to 97% of energy and reducing 84% of wave height. They provide half a billion people their livelihood, and they are the future of medicine, curing asthma, cancer, and more. The photosynthesis part, well, it starts with an ideal relationship. The truth is, corals are not plants. In fact, corals are animals. It's made up of a thousand tinier animals, no larger than a pinhead, called polyps. Now, it's the algae, called zoosanthellae, that lives in the corals' tissues, who are responsible for the photosynthesis. And the vibrant colors of the reefs, that's the algae's doing too. The coral provides the algae the protection and the compounds they need for photosynthesis, which in turn, the algae produces oxygen, help the coral to remove wastes and the other nutrients for the corals to build skeletons, and thus the reef. It's quite a wonderful relationship, I would say, between the polyps that make up the corals and the photosynthetic algae called the zoosanthellae. The reef then, you can call it the forest, 
the underwater city that experiences heavy traffic too. And that's the kind of heavy traffic we want because heavy traffic underwater means healthy ocean and biodiversity. Bad news is today it's hardly ever traffic anymore. 90% of our coral reefs have apparently bleached out. Bleaching is an occurrence where the algae decides to float away to find a better place to settle in simply because they don't think the corals aren't inhabitable anymore. This is due to the warming of the ocean, ocean acidification, and overfishing. All three of these, unfortunately, humankind has caused, and we continue to do so. Now, while there are so many more wonders the ocean does to save us, by now it'll be wrong to just let this continue on. We shouldn't destroy what's saving us. It's time we save what's saving us. Don't get me wrong. The ocean is a powerful and majestic force of nature. But it's because of our continued systems that are not in harmony with nature's. It causes even something as powerful as the ocean to weaken. And if you haven't figured it out by now, if we have a weak world ocean, we'll hardly breathe any oxygen, hardly eat any sushi. Swimming anywhere will be our death sentence and we'll be fried humans in 24 hours. Now, let's talk carbon. The heaviest force of the greenhouse effect. Way back then, we needed the greenhouse gases to create warmth. And now it's all too warm and no one and no thing can deny it. This summer just scorched its way through. Every day, the glaciers melt faster and people in the coastal areas are more pressured to leave their homes, barely ready to make the trip with no place to go. Sooner or later, we'll see houses getting built on Mount Everest. Clearly, a decision of desperation. So let's not make that happen. Massively, the warming of the planet is done by our emissions. Coal plants, oil companies, mining, fast fashion, air, land, and water transportation. Now what these do, because the ocean does its amazing job of absorbing this heat for us, it's absorbing too much, making corals bleach, unpredictable mass migrations of marine life. And with all the carbon, along with all the other toxic substances and billions of pounds of trash we dump into the ocean, makes the salt water more and more like acid, and thus making it harder for marine babies to breathe healthy water, create shells, and multiply. As for overfishing, this deals with a lot of already existing frameworks that heavily rely on strong governance. In a nutshell, what's happening is there's way too much competition over too little stock. A direct mismanagement that costs $50 billion a year and has already cost 25% of marine life. Okay, breathing break. Fully in. Slight pause. Let it go. Last one. Fully in. Pause. Let it go. Okay. I'm sure it's getting heavy for at least some of you guys because I feel so too as I speak. Now, it's time to bring the science to solutions. First, and easiest of which, petitions. 
I cannot stress how much your local scientists and environmental organizations have passionately spent all their energy to create and get the data and solutions straight to the people who make the decisions. In your part, you just got to do what you do best, especially during this quarantine. Tap, click, and type on your screen. I dropped the links you can sign at the description, and yes, please do search for more. It is indeed a very, very big help. If, however, there are no petitions, no problem. You can make your own, and you can do it through letters too. If you can't, then forward your concerns to the people who can, which again, those are your local environmental organizations. There's likely a chance that these orgs know each other because, you know, like-minded people attract. That said, our second point of action, support and, or better yet, join the org. It's fun. Really, trust me. And of course, volunteer. There's a lot you can learn by immersing yourself. Very, very empowering as well. Although there won't be much of these big events soon, organizations are getting more creative, so just watch out for whatever they blast online. Third of which, waste avoidance. I'm sure you already know what this means. Reusable packaging is already a good start. Although we don't have the complete power over what the packaging of what we consume daily are, we can at least avoid them. You guys are smart. Now get creative. Fourth of which, and this is very, very important, maximize your power to demand. Maximize your rights as a citizen. Be like your mom when complaining to Globe. (laughs) And thus bringing us back to petitions. Demand your taxes be put to research and development for safer packaging, amending and enforcing the good environmental laws we already have, restoration projects, and most importantly, renewable energy, rather than the projects that hardly results to a better country. That said, 2022 guys, you know what it is. Exercise your right to vote. 16s and 17s, you're ready to pounce soon. So go ahead and register. Exit the state wherein you feel like the world is happening to you. Level up. Reclaim the power you have to design your own environment, not an environment designed for you. Take a look and check out the earth we'll all leave you with. Last action point for this episode. Know what you eat. To know what to eat. I understand this can be an entirely different conversation, but take my word on this. Know what you're putting in your system. Okay. There's so much more about the ocean we can talk about, but we'll save that for the next ones. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, we'll start having guests. So please do tune in next Sunday. Shoot me a message on IG. I left it in the description part as well as my Patreon account. Before we end, if you think all of these information is putting a lot of pressure on you, think of it like this. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to go zero waste in a snap. You don't have to be Captain Planet. That's already me. All you have to do is decide to be part of the solution and do better at it one day at a time. You've got your environmental frontliners who've got your back. Yes front and back. So share this knowledge to the people you know so we can all soon enjoy the healthy, sustainable planet we all worked our asses off for. 
This is Homecasts. My name is Reef, and as always, let's keep tomorrow existing.